Welcome back to the 5-7 Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Pree, and today I've got two stories for you. I've got the all-female spacewalk that happened this week and a road rage, in, road rage incident. And I, um, the reason I want to get into the road rage incident is because uh, it's a perfect example of, why, uh, of what not to do. And then I've got my tech tip at the end. So I will start off with the with all-female spacewalk. And both the first article is by Ashley Strickland, and the second article is by Alan Kim. NASA astronauts Jessica Meir and Christina Koch are conducting the first all-female spacewalk outside of the International Space Station. The spacewalk officially began at 7.38 a.m. Eastern and will last for about five or six hours. The spacewalk officially began when the batteries in their spacesuits activated. Then they exited the airlock. In order to tell the astronauts apart, Cox helmet camera views will bear the number 18 and mirrors will be number 11. Cox spacesuit also has red stripes on it. This will be the fourth spacewalk for Cox and the first for Mir. Based on their position on the platform, the astronauts will be able to see the, Earth's, the Earth pass beneath their feet. Upon watching the spacewalk begin, NASA astronaut Tracy Dyson said she hopes this is the first all-female spacewalk and that it becomes a normal occurrence. The first woman to conduct a spacewalk was Russian cosmonaut Svetlana Savitskaya in 1984, followed closely by NASA astronaut Kathy Sullivan. An additional 12 U.S. women have conducted 40 spacewalks over the past 35 years. Cock and Mir will be 13th and 14th, respectively. Cock and Mir spoke about women working in human spaceflight during a recent news conference. I think it's important because of the historical nature of what we're doing and that in the past, women haven't always been at the table, Cox said. It's wonderful to be contributing to human spaceflight at a time when the contrib- contributions are being accepted, even when p- everyone has a role and that can lead in turn to increased chance for success. There are a lot of people that derive motivation from inspiring stories from people that look like them. And I think it's an important aspect of the story to tell, Cox said. What we're doing now shows all the work that went in for the decades prior. All of the women that worked to get us where we are today, Mir added. I think the nice thing for us is that we don't even really think about it on a daily basis. It's just normal. We're part of the team. We're doing this work as an efficient team working together with everybody else. So it's really nice to see how far that we've come. Cock and Mir will be replacing a faulty battery charge slash discharge unit that failed to activate after a spacewalk on October 11th. According to the agency, because the unit is faltering, it's keeping newly installed batteries from from providing an increase in power to the station. The space station is powered by solar arrays and four sets of batteries. Luckily, the faulty unit hasn't changed anything for the astronauts or experiments on board. The unit regulates the charge in the batteries from the solar arrays as the station orbits at night around the Earth. Once the unit is replaced, postponed spacewalks to replace the batteries can be rescheduled. Although floating in space looks easy, astronauts say spacewalks are one of the most physically challenging things they can do, according to NASA. Koch arrived on the the International Space Station on March 14th for her first spaceflight mission. She is set to remain on the station until February 2020, which will make her time on the station the longest single spaceflight by a woman. Cox's mission will surpass that of Peggy Whitson, who spent 288 consecutive days in space. 
and ended up just shy of the longest single space flight by a NASA astronaut, 340 days set by Scott Kelly. Ironically, Scott Kelly also has a brother, a twin brother, that's also an astronaut. She and Cock have trained together for the past six years because they're members of the same astronaut class. Mir is set to spend more than six months on board the station. Upcoming spacewalks will help replace solar array batteries and upgrade them to lithium-ion batteries, as well as refurbish the Alpha Magnetic Spectrometer, a scientific instrument that explores the fundamental nature of the universe, according to NASA. It's pretty cool, you know, that nowadays that when they're spacewalks and, you know, they're doing stuff in space that, you know, they can tweet about it and that information kind of gets kind of gets out there, you know, that you can you can see kind of what's going on, what it's like in the in the space station and in giving people, you know, the access to it. And I, I think that's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool that they've got more women that are um, or they're allowing more women to go to space. Uh, I think that, well, there have been women that have been going to space for a long time, but it seems that maybe having um, pr- predominantly women up there um, hasn't been the norm. So, uh, so hats off to them. Uh, I think it's really awesome, really cool to see these women going up there and, and, and doing this. You know, as I've always believed as a species, as humans, if we could just, you know, come together and instead of continuing to war with each other, maybe put our resources together and, and come up with some kind of technology where we can explore the cosmos even more, you know, and, um, I think that would be, you know, I think that would be really cool. So, you know, just an idea that I've had, but that'll probably never happen until we can all kind of get along. Now, I'm going to move on to this story about these, um, uh, this story about this guy who got shot. He was with his kids uh, and it's a road rage incident and road rage. These incidents never pay off. Uh, this story is by Alan Kim and These two brothers have been charged with what police are calling a road rage incident that saw a father shot as his four children watched from just feet away, police said. Scott Thomas, 46, was shot in South St. Louis on Monday while his four children sat inside his car, according to a police report. His four children ranged in age from 3 to 11. They were unhurt. Thomas had pulled over to get the license plate of another vehicle when both the driver and passenger pulled out guns and pointed them at Thomas, according to police. It's unclear what caused Thomas to pull over, but a probable cause statement says the suspects and victim were involved in a road rage incident. Police say that Thomas was shot three times and taken to a local hospital for treatment. Shortly after the shooting, police pulled over a Mitsubishi GTS that was driving on the shoulder in order to pass traffic. Two, sp- two suspects in the vehicle were arrested without incident. Nicholas Marino, 27, was charged with first-degree assault and armed criminal action. His bond was set at $75,000. His brother, Joseph Marino, 24, was charged with unlawful use of a weapon. He is being held on $20,000 bond. Now, the point that I want to make here is that road rage, inc- road rage I'm sorry, incidents happen all the time. And if you are on the road and you're driving, you have no idea what the person in front of you, what kind of day they've had, you know, how far they are from, from completely going off the ledge and, and doing something completely crazy. Now, 
I understand, you know, that maybe you're the type of person that's that's never let a slight go by, and maybe you're the type of person that, uh, who knows, maybe you're a capable person, and, and you're and you're not going to let somebody get away with something. You need to throw all that stuff away, especially when your children are in the vehicle. You know, if if you're in, if you are on the road and you have your children in the vehicle, they're your number one responsibility. So, um, yeah, sure. I, I, I'm sure that he was trying, maybe he tried to pull over and take the, down the license plate and, and do the right thing in, in some way. But, you know, maybe sometimes it's better if you just go, go on about your business. If something happens, just let it flow off of you. Go about your business because the people who are, you are in charge of the people that are with you, not in charge, you're responsible for the people that are with you and you're responsible for their safety. And you need to take that into consideration before you start flying off the handle or before you, you do something crazy that puts their that puts their, their, their health in jeopardy. And that's, that's really the point that I wanted to make from this, from this story, because it's important for all of us to know. Now, moving on to my tech tip. All right. What is the best time to buy a new phone? I've been asked this question probably in the past two weeks, maybe 10 times. And it's actually a really good question because you never know when is the best time. When are the, you know, the sales the best, you know, phones, generally Samsung releases phones at the beginning of the year. Uh, there are some uh, phones that get released in the middle of the year. And then Apple does their, their, their big event in October for the iPhone. And then Google does one right afterwards in, uh, in October in the, in the fall. So here are the prices of some of the of the phones that have come out this year. You've got the brand new iPhone 11 Pro. It's nine, it starts off at 999. That's for the 5.8 inch model. The larger model, that is the uh, the 6.5 inch, that's $100 more. Um, the so the the iPhone 11, which is like a lower version, uh, doesn't have all of the bells and wh- whistles as the iPhone Pro. That starts off at 799. Uh, I believe the biggest difference on it uh, are the cameras and and there's like a couple other small features that it's meant to be the the budget version new iPhone that's being released this year. So those people aren't left in the dark. See, back in the day, Steve Jobs. Uh, if you don't know who Steve Jobs is, he was the CEO of Apple. He believed that the product line for Apple should be streamlined. Either you can afford it or or you can't, but they're going to put out the best product that they can. And after he died, I feel that the quality control kind of went out the window, and now they just have a slew of products that <clears throat> that they believe is for everybody. So um, the iPhone Pro is for the that's like their premium model and the iphone 11 is a lower lower version of uh, of their of their iphone line and that's 7.99 the uh pixel 4 and pixel 4 xl starts at 7.99 the xl goes up to 8.99 and they also go up by 100 per a storage uh storage that you choose so it starts off at 128 gigs and i think it tops out at 512 or uh, 256 Samsung has the S10, um, S10e that is 749, which is the like their budget version of their S10 model. The S10 model is 899, and the S10 Plus, which is the larger screen version, at 999. The Note 10, which is just one, oh, they have uh, two screen sizes, starts off at 1099, and then the plus size version comes in at 1199, uh, starting out at their their base model. Now, if you want to buy one of last year's models, I believe the Pixel 3a 
Uh, it's not a last year's model, but it, it, it came out this year, but it is part of last year's Google product line. I think that's going for about 350 right now. The iPhone XR is going for 599 and the iPhone 8 is going for 449 I don't believe you can find the S9 or S9 Plus anywhere or Note 9 anywhere right now. I didn't see any online. So when is the best time to buy one of these phones? I have found that the best time to buy one of these phones is between the beginning of November and the end through the Christmas season. There is a big, um, there's usually a sale right before Black Friday in November. And I found that there, there are some really good deals at uh, Sam's Club, Target. They're, they're doing them everywhere. But what I have found is that the carriers aren't doing these sales. So your best bet on where to buy a phone would be from, you know, Sam's or Target or or a place like that that sells them because most of them are doing deals. Costco's doing them as well. When I bought my Note 8 two years ago, I bought it at Sam's Club and they gave me a $300 gift card for each line that I upgraded. So I have two lines, uh, one for me and one for my wife. So I bought both of them and I used and I got $600 in gift cards. And you can use that for, for when you buy the first one, you can use that, that, that gift card for the purchase on the principal of your next phone, or you can keep both of them and just use them for, for groceries or what have you. So 600 bucks worth of groceries, you know, that's, that's actually a pretty decent deal. And last year, that was two years ago. And last year they had the same deal. It was for $300. Uh, gift card for each at Sam's Club. I Costco had the same one and Target had one for $350 gift card per line that you upgraded. So that comes out to $700 in gift cards if you upgrade two lines. And I, I think that it really, um, I think that it really makes it uh, able to stomach some of these prices for these phones if you get so much in return from where you're buying them from. And like I said, I didn't see anything from the carriers. So the best time to do it is um, a little bit before Black Friday, they have deals. On Black Friday, they have these deals. And they last year, they extended them. So it wasn't just only on Black Friday. I think it went for a couple weeks afterwards. And, um, and they also had deals running up until Christmas. So that is the deal on the best time to buy a new a new phone. So um, keep an eye out. You know, it, we're in the it's middle of October, getting to the end of October, approaching end of October, and uh, and and start looking out for sales if you're in the if you're in the market for a new phone. So thanks guys, thanks for listening. I appreciate the support. I appreciate everyone uh, listening uh, and watching on YouTube. It's um, I'm very appreciative and and uh, take it easy. This is pre out. Mm-hmm.